0: Thank you, everyone. Um, You've had to put up with me for several hours this uh, last couple of days, so this is my last uh, little time to address you. I want to share with you just a couple of things, maybe parochial applications uh, that might be applicable in your parish. Maybe not, but maybe something you can take back um, uh, in your parish. All the... most of the passion in my belly, uh, as far as a pastor goes, is wanting to teach people how to pray. Wanting, teach peop- uh, wanting to teach people how to be with and live out of that. And I have found that that's what most people want. W- when they come to mass, they, how, how does this whole thing work? How does this relationship work? How does one grow in prayer? And so I ran across this. I think most of you have gotten this. If you have this with you now, pull it out, please. I ran across something like this. I stole it, and I adapted it. I adapted it, and I actually, uh, Brother Priest, I actually preached on it one weekend at all the masses. I had it in the ends of each pew, I had it in the ends of each pew. So when they came into the cathedral for the four masses that weekend, the cards were in the ends of the pews. And then I began my homily this way. If you're a Sunday mass going Catholic who has never committed to spending time with Jesus on a daily, in a daily way in personal private prayer, But you would like to. You think about it more and more. You're starting to feel like you should. You want to be convinced that you should and you could. I said, if you're that person, this homily's for you. Please pass out the cards in the pews. And so they passed them out. I said, don't worry, we're not asking for money. Usually when we pass out cards, it's a pledge card. So then they passed them all out. Fathers, they passed them all out, and everyone had one of these in their hand. And I walked through it. That You've, you've wondered what uh, you, you would like this, but you didn't know what it would look like. Like if I did that, what would it look like? And then I told them to pass out the card, and this is what it would look like. And so we I just walked them through it. I've we've had, I don't know, a hundred or more people come and ask for more cards. This is about ARRR in your daily prayer, using scripture. If you pray 15 minutes, you can use it. If you do a holy hour, you can use it. If you do 30 minutes, you can do it. If you do 10 minutes, you can use it. I didn't tell them at the cathedral, but this is, uh, it's Lectio Divina without saying it. And I didn't want to say it because I'm afraid people will think, those are words I don't understand and so it's too hard for me. So, so fathers, if if uh, you wanted to do that in your parish, this is something that I have found fruitful at the cathedral, and something they uh, keep on their on their little uh, bedstand or whatever to guide them. And so, when you walk through it, right, the first bullet, the first bullet is about God acting. God calls man first. God. tirelessly calls each person to that mysterious encounter known as prayer so God's coming after them and then to the next bullet what do you really want from God what's your need what's your desire how hard is that what's your desire Tell them. And then it goes in to grab uh, scripture. Now read a passage from the Bible. I, recommend, uh, I recommended that day. If you're going to do this every day, simply use the gospel for the day. If you have the Magnificat or Give Us This Day or Word Among Us or whatever, one of those daily, that you just open it up and use the gospel that would be read at Mass that day for your for your prayer. If you do it once a week, I said then get a missalette from a parish across town, go take one of theirs. And then just use the gospel for the upcoming Sunday Mass. Huh? And then it just go- read it slowly, very slowly, more slowly. And then it goes through. Pay attention to what tugs. So where does your heart rest? What stirs your heart? That's where God's speaking. And then listen. So you have acknowledge, relate, receive, respond. All right here. In a in a way anybody can uh, apply. Um apply or live appropriate uh, to their own situation. So I encourage that. Um, If you wanted to to copy it on your own, go ahead and copy it. If you wanted us, uh, if you want, we, a printing company in Bismarck, you know, makes them for, I think, I get a thousand for like 80 bucks or something, 70 bucks, so they're uh, they're really cheap. But I, I just wanted to share that with you. Second, another thing I wanted to share with you, and this, I, I suppose this kind of bridges nicely into your next phase of discipleship, from lively faith to discipleship. Uh, somewhere along the line, last couple of months in prayer, my heart has just been getting filled and on fire um, and enthusiastic around uh, around the need, around God's desire for those who love Jesus in the Eucharist, for those who have an awakened faith, for those who have an awakened Eucharistic faith, for those who are refreshed by Christ in the Eucharist, I've become more and more convicted um, at the cathedral That Jesus wants every family in our parish who has been given the gift of awakened faith for Jesus' presence in the Eucharist, for every family in the parish to lead another non practicing Catholic family back to Jesus in the Eucharist. One a year, just one a year. when you look at the numbers from CARA, the Center uh, for Applied Research of the Apostolate, since the 1960s, we've gone from 60% of all Catholics attending weekly Mass to, according to the numbers now, we're at about 24%. Dear people, if we don't figure out, if we don't figure out How to lead non practicing Catholics to Jesus in the Eucharist. Sooner or later, 5% isn't going to work. The cathedral has 35 to 40% of our parishioners go to Mass every week. 35 to 40%. If every family, huh, led one back, It'd be eighty percent. So we started. I started a Saint Andrew group at the cathedral. Saint Andrew was the in the Gospel of John ran up, met Jesus. He ran back, told Peter about him, and said he brought Peter to Jesus. That's this Saint Andrew group is about bringing someone to Jesus in the Eucharist and so on January 1st of this year my homilies were all focused on that at all the masses that for 2016 dear people of Cathedral this is what I hope this is what I hope um, you can accept as a challenge and an opportunity for the year of 2016 and the four verbs I used were this, that you as a family, those of you who have been given the gift of having Jesus in the Eucharist who strengthens you so much, refreshes you so much, gives you so much hope, so much security, so much peace, so much love, that you would, as a family, especially mom and dad, that you would pray for, I'm sorry, pray about, That in their prayer, they would start begging Jesus to show them who he wants to send them to lead back. That it has to come from prayer, not just you and I thinking, yeah, my brother uh, hasn't gone to Mass for a while. He should go. I better talk to him. Huh? That this is something that's brought up to you in your prayer. Pray about. Once it becomes clear that your high school buddy that you haven't thought about for 28 years now all of a sudden starts coming on your mind every time you pray. You start saying, oh wow. So you pray about. Once you have clarity uh, uh, for the who, your family consistently prays for that family. Prays for that family. Lord, Lord, We are convinced you want to use us to draw them back to this great gift of you in the Eucharist. We offer them to you. We offer their hearts to you. You have to do this, but we offer them to you. We offer our sufferings this year for them. When we go to Mass, we offer them at the altar. This is our this family is going to get to heaven through us and our prayer. Pray about, pray for. Third, be friend. Be friend. What I've tried to convince this group of, by the way, I hand selected about what was it, 15 couples. 15 or 20 couples cooked an Italian dinner for them. Uh, and then I presented all this to them. They didn't know why they were coming. But I handpicked them because I believe their hearts have been awakened to the presence of And they love him very much. And they, it's, it's a, they're at the point where I wish everybody could have what I have. So I invited them over, and then I gave this like one-hour presentation. After a couple glasses of wine, they're more receptive that way. Befriend, befriend. I, I, the, the, what I, des- I describe this as integrated evangelization. Integrated evangelization. I think the reason many Catholics don't evangelize the way we would like is we make it way too hard that somehow I have to have some degree in theology or be an apologist. ha Integrated evangelization. If your family, and in particular mom and dad, Have in their hearts. I'm so grateful for my faith. I'm so grateful for the sacraments. I'm so grateful for the church. Then evangelization is simply befriending them and having them over to the house so they can be so they can see behind the curtain a little bit. No pressure. You don't have to get into purgatory. Talk about purgatory. You just got to befriend them and be the way your family always is. Say grace the way you always say grace, spill milk the way you always spill milk. Be a family who has Christ as the center and have them come over. Feel no pressure to have to bring something up. But in the end, in this praying for, what's in that is, whatever you want to bring up, have it come from them, Lord. Make them ask us questions. And then very gradually, you start having a conversation about what what the virtue of love is and they say oh wow these guys really think about these things and then after some comfort and some trust and some friendship and some fraternity happens and some mutual respect then hey hmm what you doing for thanksgiving You want, we're going to go to Mass? We're going to go to Mass and then uh, we're going to go over. You want to come with? That's what we're trying at the cathedral. My great desire, my staff laughs at me about this, that Jesus wants the cathedral of the Holy Spirit to figure out for the entire world how practicing Catholics lead non-practicing Catholics back to the Eucharist. Folks, if we don't figure it out, we can't go from 60% to 40% to 20% to 10% and to think Jesus has a voice in the marketplace. and this is lay people this is your fault not ours <laughs> you know what bugs me when i talk to people that i don't know and they want to really convince me that their mom is really catholic they say stuff like yeah Monsieur, she's a eucharistic minister Hey guys, this is ministry days. I'm not going to somehow talk bad about Eucharistic ministers. I'd be, I'd be lucky to get out of here a lot. Pacifiers would start be thrown at me. Guys, the universal call to holiness for the laity is about bringing Christ in the marketplace, it's about your family leading other families to the parish. And if you're too busy doing that in order to be a Eucharistic minister, God bless you. I'll take every one of you. It's not the job of the priest to bring people from the marketplace into church. It's the job of the laity. And it's not by being apologist. It's by you having centered your family around Christ and you become friends with others. And so one of the things I speak about with this St. Andrews group, you don't follow pressure. If you have inside of you uh, pressure, I, I better bring, bring mass up. I better bring up, they go to, no, don't follow that. You befriend them, and you pray for them, and you keep going and offering them to Christ. And then on a gradual level, as trust increases, etc., and when they see the crucifix on your wall, and you pray your decadent rosary at the end of the meal with your kids, or whatever, they're going to start asking questions. And so the last is accompany. So pray about, pray for, befriend, and accompany back to Mass so that when they do go back to Mass, they're not strangers amongst a bunch of strange people. They're with friends. That's what I call integrated evangelization, and that's what I'm going to focus my blood, sweat, and tears on at the cathedral for the next couple of years. And getting this core group and then gradually bringing in more to be on this closer team that I talk to and encourage and um, work with on a formational level. But I'm also, every week, at the end of communion, or after communion, When the deacon is purifying the vessels, uh, the celebrant um, at the the cathedral, Uh, we have a card for the year of mercy. It's to the sacred heart of Jesus. And this is how we introduce it, to keep it in front of everyone. Everyone, please let us pray together our prayer for the consecration uh, to the heart of uh, Jesus for the year of mercy. And we're praying this For all those, Jesus wants us to lead back to him in the Eucharist this year. And then we pray the prayer. And that, at different points of the year, I'm going to say, everyone, where you at, are you aware, is it clear to you who Jesus wants your family to bring back? That should be clear by now. Are you praying for them? That's where I think we need to go. How are we going to turn the ship around? And again, it's about it's about them tasting and meeting the Lord. Through, through your friendship with them. And now they want what you have. So that's something. We're just starting it. So this is by far, it's not been perfected. Lastly, this group, this St. Andrews group, I've had the luxury of taking from a larger young adults group that started about 15 years ago. Uh, long before I ever got to the cathedral, my younger brother was one of them, one of the charting founding members of it. If you ever want to start a young adults group, here is how I recommend you do it. This young adults group has been out, it's been eminently successful because of this. It was begun basically by ten couples, ten couples, twelve couples, who were all friends, and they said, let's start a young adults group, and we'll have it in, in Jerry's garage, and we'll have wine, cheese, beer, and crackers before. We'll offer daycare through the parish, people show up at 7, at 7.30, the presenter will begin, he'll be done by 8.15, you have to pick up kids at 9. That was the basic format, but here's the reason it was successful, that there were 10 couples who wanted to get together anyway. and they loved to be together and they had all kinds of fun and so once again like drawing them, drawing them into a family all these people did was draw them into their friendships and so these 8 10 12 couples would get together have fun laugh they were all people of faith And then 20 other couples showed up to basically just join in the the friendship of these others. And so it wasn't a dreaded, oh gosh, we got to do young adults. It was, and it wasn't, gosh, I hope someone comes. They're sitting there, I don't care if anybody comes. This is going to be fun. So if you can get a core group of, of couples that are friends who would like to get together one Saturday night, one Friday night, a month anyway, and then to, to use that as the core group for a young adult group oh, is great. That group started, I think there's 300 people on the invitation list now. And we have two other young adult groups in the city of Bismarck now. So this young adults group basically became basically became newlywed, newlywed married couples up until about the age of 40. And people over 40, I think they kind of kicked out. <laughs> so this other group from another parish called Catholic Credence started, and it's basically for 40 uh, years and above. Um, and that's from age of 40 to about 65. They get about 50 people every night. And then now, a young man at the cathedral started this younger group, and it's, it's um, college students, college students up until you have your first baby. I'm not sure why that whole thing went that way, but uh, once you have your first baby, boom, you're out, and you got to join this this first young adults group. So all the age groups and lifestyles, you know, um, paired together. I think this younger group started because most many of them were single, and they went to this other group, and the talks were all sort of focused on marriage and family and that whole thing. But it's born great fruit, but it takes a, a, a lot of time and you have to have the right, that right core group for it to, to go. So I wanted to share those uh, with you as far as pastoral applications. This card, which is on a parish level, but then it can be used uh, by anyone in their home. And then secondly, um, what I gave to you for books and your staff level, and then um, this integrated evangelization and uh, young adults group in your parishes.